Would you like to work closer to home, save money on gas, and be rewarded for your hard work and attendance? Then Belicio Foods is looking for you. That's right, Belicio Foods is now hiring for multiple positions and shifts with great employee benefits, an on-site health clinic, competitive wages, and advancement opportunities. Belicio Foods is a company that truly values their employees. Apply online at BelicioFoods.com careers. At Vinton County National Bank, we believe in supporting the areas where we live and work. Now, we'd like to honor those who also serve our communities. Our new Community Champions account is especially for first responders, veterans, active military, and anyone employed in the fields of healthcare or education. This account offers rewards, discounts, and other benefits to those who give so much to others. Vinton County National Bank, rewarding those who serve. Well, happy Tuesday, everyone, and welcome to the morning show right here on Main Street TV, where we are so blessed to have one of our friends from Holzer here today, and we are going to talk about something very, very important, and then some maybe some blasts from the past, too, because sure. we were talking off the air about some of this fun stuff, but we have with us today Lisa Mulholland, and um you are the, what's your official title again? I am the diabetic educator at Holzer Medical Center. There you go. And um, diabetes affects so, so many people, whether it be a family member or yourself or, or whatever. And um, you have a big task. I do. I yeah. do. We have a lot of diabetics nowadays, and I do the teaching if they need uh, to learn how to check their blood sugars or give insulin or just teaching them how to deal with a diet and exercise for the treatment of diabetes. You know, and I think that there are so many people out there, um, and we can get into kind of diabetes as, as a disease, but there are so many people out there that don't realize they're diabetic and it's thrown at them, whether they end up in the hospital because of, of that, but they didn't realize that's what it was or at the doctor or whatever. And then all of a sudden, they're thrown with all of this stuff of you need to do this and that and eat this. And, and it's very, very over overwhelming. And I feel like that's where you come in. That's right. There is actually a thing called diabetes depression where people get overwhelmed with everything I could they have why. to deal with, with their day-to-day -day care, going to doctor's appointments, uh, taking care of their schedule to miss work for a doctor's appointment and sick days, things like that. It really takes a toll on a diabetic. It really does. And I, I know um, in having a family member diagnosed that it was very, very overwhelming, um, all of the information that's thrown at you all at one time. But that's, that's right. That's why our sweet lady is here to help, right? Yeah, I try to help and try to reassure people that it's not such a bad thing, that it is doable. And you just need to take small steps to take care of yourself. You can watch your diet a little bit at a time and try to watch 45 grams of carbs at a meal and try to watch your intake of those because carbs is what turns to sugar mm -hmm. in a diabetic. And there's things like um, before hemoglobin A1Cs, that's a blood test they draw out of your arm that tells what your blood sugar's been for the past three months. So that's something new. <laughs> so I was listening to your story that you were telling Matt on the radio as I was driving in this morning. And I think you were talking about a family member who had had some diabetes issues and would cheat and do mm -hmm. really, really well on the diet right before they went into the doctor. Yeah, my mother. My mother <laughs> was, was a diabetic. Mother? And the week before she would go to the doctor, she would be really strict with her diet and really watch her blood sugars really <laughs> well. But then they came out with a hemoglobin A1C test, uh -huh. which actually says what her blood sugars have been for the past three months. She got told on, so, didn't she? Yeah. So <laughs> there was no cheating on her diet anymore. The doctors all knew. They were watching that's you. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no, that's good. And these are the things in, you know, modern science that, that are, are good. Um, so let's start off, I guess, by um, asking you, I know uh, we talked off the air a little bit about um, some classes and things like that. So, I know that you are an educator, but 
what what else do you do? What services do you provide at Holzer? If uh, we have a diabetic in the hospital and their A1C is higher, I can go talk to them and we can kind of figure out what the problem is that's making their blood sugars higher. So we talk about things they can do, more exercise, watching their diet a little bit more closely, things that they might not even know would cause their blood sugars to go up, like Mm -hmm. pasta and rice. Most people don't know that pasta and rice are really high in carbs. So you really need to watch those two things if you're diabetic. Carbohydrates turns to sugar in a diabetic's body. So if you think of a high blood sugar kind of being like a dagger and just floating around your body and destroying all the parts of your body, it affects your eyesight, your vessels, your kidneys, your nerves. It really affects a lot if you let your blood sugars go high for any length of time. For a length of time. And Um, so can you kind of define what diabetes is for our viewers? Okay. Diabetes is anybody that's got a hemoglobin A1C of over seven. So they, what does that mean? That means their blood sugars have been consecutively high for three months. So, so when your blood sugars over 200 for three months, you're a diabetic. And sometimes doctors don't really like to say that word, but the blood test shows that you are a diabetic. And how much of that, and this is just, I guess, your opinion, or maybe it's not, but how much is that caused by lifestyle and how much is that, of that is caused by heredity or, you Most know, of it genes? Is, yeah, it's mostly in your genes. It's really not something you've done. So you can eat a healthy diet and still be a diabetic. It's all in okay. your genes. It's what your parents gave you. Oh, great. Right. Right. (laughs) So in knowing that, though, and knowing family histories, that probably is very, very important as to the lifestyle that you need to live. And obviously there is modern medicine and 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 a wonderful educator here. But what are some of the things that people can do to, um, you know, maybe help help their own bodies along the way? Well, I tell diabetics to use a smaller plate for one and then fill up half of your plate with the good stuff, half of it with green beans or broccoli, carrots, things like that, and eat that first instead of going straight for the pasta. Okay. So it'll fill you up. But the pasta is way more fun. I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, So then if you fill up with that stuff, there's only 15 grams of carbs in a cup and a half of green beans. So you can eat a lot of green beans. Yeah. And maybe a smaller portion of pasta. And that'll that's all you would have to do. And that's a pretty small step for diabetics. Very, very good. And then you mentioned exercise. And I, I am assuming that exercise is very, very important. Um, well, not only for diabetes, but for so many other things that's that right. we get ourselves into. <laughs> yeah. I tell diabetics to take every half hour, try to take a little stroll. Just oh. every half hour, take a few steps. Don't be sedentary. Don't sit and watch an hour-long show. When there's a commercial on, get up and walk a little bit. Okay. That makes sense. That helps a lot of things. That helps your heart, your vessels. It helps everything. If you'll just exercise every half hour, just a little bit. You don't have to take big steps, just small steps. There you go. Just keep your butt moving. That's right. How's that? Yeah. Well, very good. So I am. I was told that um, like diabetes, is it awareness month is in November? That's right. We're going to have an awareness for diabetes walk in November the 4th, and that's at the leadership building right on the main campus at Holzer. And it starts in at Gallup 9 a.m. In Gallup Police. Okay. It starts at 9 a.m. on a Saturday, November the 4th. And we're going to have food and door prizes, all kinds of stuff. And we're going to walk around the campus. There's going to be a lot of things happening that day. Well, very good. And um, will there be any screenings or anything like that? No, we're just walking for awareness. Just walking for fun. Yeah. And for your health. That's right. That's That's right. right. Yeah. So how does somebody know, um, what would be the signs of somebody that may be thinking, you know, I've been feeling a little bit off or whatever, um, what would be a sign that you should be seeking help? So a sign of diabetes is uh, thirst, extreme thirst. That's kind of your body's way of trying to uh, uh, get that sugar out of your body. It makes you thirsty. Your body makes you thirsty to get rid of that sugar that's running around in your bloodstream. And then having to urinate a lot is also a way that your body would show you that 
you might have a problem. So thirst and frequent urination is a good sign that you might be a diabetic. Uh-oh. And so then what do you do if you have that, that inkling that you might... You need to call your doctor and get okay. it checked out. And also, like my mother was a diabetic, and she found out she was a diabetic through her eye doctor. Her eye doctor was really? the one that noticed that she was having eye changes. And she ended up having to go to the doctor and found out that way. So also a sign would be wounds that don't heal, wounds that take a long time to heal. Um things like that would make you want to seek out your physician. Now, I've always heard that, you know, diabetes can affect wounds and your eyes and all of that, but why? Like, what what makes that a thing? When your blood sugar's high, germs love high blood sugars. So the germs oh. feast on these high blood sugars. So it's easy to get infections when you have a high blood sugar. I see. So that and, makes them not heal well. Heal well. Okay. And then probably the further the wound is away, it yeah. would be harder There's, to heal, right? And That's why you, people lose, like, lose feet. And, yeah. yeah. And then um, people that are diabetics, it, it affects their vessels. So the circulation in their feet are usually worse because their vessels are already affected by the blood sugars. So then okay. they just can't heal if they get wounds on their feet. So diabetics need to look at their feet every day. It's important to look at your feet every day. And even a little black dot would mean you need to go to the doctor. Okay. And that's where, and you also hear of neuropathy, which is like, yes. what you can't feel, right? Right. You can't feel your feet when you're a diabetic. Your nerves have already been affected and diabetics should never go barefooted. I've heard that. Yeah. You can step on something and have no idea. You might not even know it. I, I actually had a patient that I um, saw who had stepped on a nail and didn't have a clue. Didn't didn't know. Had been there for a couple of days and he didn't even know it. So uh. it's very important, very important to look at your feet every single day. Oh, my goodness. Take good care of your feet if you're diabetic. Can any of that be reversed if you start taking care of yourself or is it kind of like? It can be slowed, but it probably can't be reversed. Okay. Yeah. So you, this is why you need to take care of yourself right away. Yeah. And I've known folks along the way that have said, you know, I'm diabetic, but I feel fine right now. So I'm not going to take my insulin or yeah. I'm not going to take my medicine or whatever. And then when it finally kicks in, it is real bad, real yeah. fast. They get really sick. Yes. Yes, they do. And you need to, so you really need to, just because you might feel fine today doesn't mean that you you don't need to take care of yourself. And there's a thing called prediabetes. If you're pre-diabetic, you can, you can actually change things then, change your diet and change your weight. You can lose weight, and it's easier for the insulin to get into the cell if you've lost even five pounds. Okay. So pre-diabetics can hold off being a diabetic if they lose weight and exercise and change their diet a little bit, just a few small steps. Love that. Yeah. That's so good. Um, okay, so we have the event coming up in November, and we'll get back to that. Um, but you were talking about um, also having some classes. Could we talk yes, about sure. that? We have diabetic classes, and we have those twice a month at the different locations of Holzer. We have them in Pomeroy, in Galplis, in Athens, and in Jackson. And you just have to call and get on a schedule, and anybody can come to those classes. You can be a support person. You can be a diabetic. It doesn't matter. Just come to learn. It doesn't matter. Anybody can come to our classes. However, Holzer has this great employee program yeah. where if you are an employee and have our insurance, you get your supplies and your medication free if you come to our diabetic class. So our class is okay. for, yeah. <laughs> so it's for three days. The first day, it's me speaking. The second day, the dietitian talks about diabetic diets. And then the third day is the um, pharmacist and talking about all the new meds. And there's the newest meds that I didn't even know about until I went to the last class. Oh, really? There's actually a rescue med that you spray up your nose. It's called Baxemi. And yeah, I didn't even know it existed until I actually went to the class myself. So the, the classes are uh, three wow. hours long. And there's lots to be learned every every month. There's new things coming out with diabetes. Okay. And do you have to um, pay for those classes? No, or? those classes are free. So you just call probably the main campus of Holzer and, and find out 
Yeah. You know, when the next diabetes class is. Right. It's our classes are on the internet, intranet, and um, you can call our number, the main hospital number and ask for the diabetic educator and I'll get you signed up right away. Oh, that's awesome. And I'll send you a packet and it'll say when you're supposed to go. It's easy to do. There you go. Yeah. Because everybody knows if you're, if you're not affected yourself, everybody knows somebody yes. that is affected. And, you know, I think, um, the warning signs are important to know what you're looking for too. If somebody that might be in trouble. That's right. You know, whether their sugar's too high or too low. That's right. We have a lot of gestational diabetics too, women that are pregnant and have diabetes. So those women who have had gestational diabetes, they end up having type 2 diabetes later in life, which we know time flies and you're 20 when you're having a baby, but then 45 comes and you start noticing you're having thirst okay. or having frequent urination or tingling in your feet and legs. Oh. So you, those gestational diabetics need to get their blood sugar checked every three years and see a doctor every three years for that. Okay. And you know, it's, it's interesting about, I'd never really heard of that. Um, and my cousin who I've talked about this here on the program before with another, uh, uh, with a doctor, but, um, you know, she lives out in Colorado. She weighs like 75 pounds and she eats twigs and berries, mm -hmm. you know, and, or that's what we laugh about anyway. She's like super healthy and hikes all the time and she's, you know, real thin and fit and whatever. And with both of her children, she got very, very sick with um, gestational diabetes. Oh, yeah. And we were like, what? Because mm -hmm. you hear diabetes and you assume that that's like someone that's, I guess, not taking care of themselves or right. whatever, but the gestational thing, can you explain that a little bit? Because that's, that's, really, that's a whole different situation. That's right. Gestational diabetes happens to pregnant women, and it's usually in their genes. Their parents were diabetics, something like that. And then later on in life, you end up being a type 2. So, yeah, all pregnant women have to get tested for gestational diabetes. Okay. And, and then diabetes doesn't, it happens to anybody. You don't have to be obese or anything like that. Now that does affect it. Sure. Obe obesity affects diabetes, but you can be thin and have diabetes. It's all in your genes. It's not your fault that you're a diabetic. It's the genes you were handed down from your okay. parents. So anybody can get diabetes. There's also other causes of diabetes. If you've had a organ transplant or a virus. A virus can attack your pancreas and you can be a diabetic. Really? And environmental things. Um, people that have been around pesticides sometimes are diabetics. It's called environmental diabetes, which was rare, but I've seen it happen. So there's all kinds of causes. And I know now they're probably seeing a lot of patients who've had COVID, which is, you know, viral and are becoming a diabetic now. So I was going to ask you about that because, you know, this COVID thing is still, I mean, although we're several years into it now, is is still very, very new. And I know that, you know, people are seeing all kind of crazy side effects from, from it. And so here, this happened the other day, and this has nothing to do with diabetes, but um, we had a, we were doing some tasting for the new restaurant that, that we're opening and had a, a chef come in from one of the food companies and everyone was tasting some different things. And he made this um, like feta dip or mm -hmm. feta, whipped feta. And everyone was sitting there saying, this is the most wonderful thing I've ever, it was so mm -hmm. good and whatever. And I, did, I was just like, I can't taste it. And so oh. we went home and I told my husband, he said, it wasn't that feta so good. I said, I can't taste it. And, um, I, but it's not, I'm not like, it's not like COVID now. I think it was COVID way back. I just think it's something I just can't taste now. Oh, so and I just don't really think it's ever going to come back right. kind of thing. And I was just like, okay, this is freaking me out a little bit. I, I did read about some exercise you can do to get your taste buds back. It's like tasting dill several times a day. Yeah, and there's vinegar. like different herbs and yeah, things like that. different things you can do to get your taste back. That's the only thing that I've noticed that I can't taste, though. But it was like everyone's like, oh, it's so good. Oh. It tastes like cardboard, like nothing. Oh. Isn't that weird? So yeah. my point to that is that, um, you know, COVID affected so many people in so we many really different did. ways. And we saw a lot during COVID. You have no idea what it's 
what is even in store for in the future for all of us. That's probably. right. We won't know for several years yeah. what COVID did to all of us. So <laughs> we probably yeah. don't want to know. Probably don't want to know. It's going to be a real life walking dead situation <laughs> as we all walk around with zombies or something. No, I'm just kidding about that. But um, so can could you describe, so we, you were just talking about the fact that, you know, having diabetes isn't necessarily your fault. Now there are certain things that, you know, you can do being overweight and right. poor diet and no exercise, all that can, can certainly aggravate it. But there are, you know, you hear of, of small children being diagnosed with, with diabetes. And I know there's like a type one and a type Two. Could you kind of explain that a little bit? Type one usually happens in the youth. It's it's children have type one diabetes, and I guess and that would be in the genes too. I mean, they're just little babies. Like they, it's keep, in the they genes. haven't done anything wrong. It's in the genes. And however, since they've come up with these continuous glucose monitors, it's much easier to handle little children who are diabetics because okay. these continuous glucose monitors will say how their blood sugars are doing, if it's trending up or down, if it's time to get them something to eat. So the parent can have these continuous glucose monitors and actually see what's going on with their child. So it's oh. a lot easier to handle children with diabetes anymore. But yeah, it's not their fault. It's in their genes. There's families huh. that have inherited diabetes for years and it's just passed down and passed down. Could you explain what some of those, uh, the continue, I don't know what that is. Um, could you explain that and like some of the other things that people sure. are using? Yeah. Continuous glucose monitors are things like Dexcom and Libra. And that's the, you've seen them, um, lots of commercials where they put the patch on their arm and that tells what their blood sugars have been. There's a tiny hair like needle that's in your body, it's teensy tiny, like a hair that stays in there for a week oh, at a so time. So it actually is like, it, it has a needle in, in yeah. there. Okay. Yeah. It's very, very small. So that tells on the monitor what your blood sugars are doing. And usually those are 15 minutes behind a blood sugar that you check with your sugar, with your finger stick, because, um, you know, that's a lot of blood you get on a finger stick with a monitor it's usually 15 minutes behind whatever your finger stick monitor okay. would be. But nobody so, wants to stick their finger all the time. Right. So those Especially are, not for children. Yeah, especially not children. Aww. So um, your provider can get you in, in with those continuous glucose monitors. Are those um, like a prescription deal yes. or can you buy those over the counter? Or how do they work? Do you scan them with your cell phone or mm -hmm. how does that, yeah. how's that you work? You have an app on your phone. And of course, the insurance has to pay for those. If you pay for it yourself, it's probably $1,000 a month or something like that. Oh it's very gosh. expensive. So insurance companies pay for those. And then you just wave your phone over top of your monitor and it'll say what you don't even have to get close anymore. And it'll say what your blood sugar is and if it's trending up or down. Okay. And then you can eat or not you eat or eat do whatever or accordingly. You can eat or exercise, whatever you need to do to get your blood sugar back in the normal range. And then, of course, we always have finger stick monitors, <laughs> glucose monitors. Yeah. So, that sounds and, horrible. And those used to, well, I, I, I think I told you I started being a nurse in 1981. And back when I first started being a nurse, we had a bottle of strips that looked like a a bottle of strips for pool water yeah. that you would just check. And I was so excited when they came out with glucose monitors because you put the blood on the glucose on the strip and then stick it in the glucose monitor and it automatically reads. Back in 1981, <laughs> we would put the blood on the monitor, wipe it off and wait a minute and see what color it was. And that was how oh, we checked how it. the pH like, like yeah, affected like or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like checking the water <laughs> on a pool. so weird. So yeah, we've come a long way. And now with glu continuous glucose monitors, we're really doing well. Very good. And don't they have like pumps or something too yeah, that people, we, how, yeah. what is that about? The, the glucose pumps or the insulin pumps, they uh, monitor and then they automatically give you whatever dose of insulin you need by whatever settings you're on. So your provider can have set you wow. up with that too. So diabetics are really have a better way of life nowadays than they used to. It sounds that way. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's, it's not a death sentence by any no. stretch. Like you can, at least it's manageable, like it some other things that you could certainly be and diagnosed if, if with. you just take small steps, you can really improve your life if you have diabetes. That's right. And the way you start is by getting out to this walk, right? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yes. We'd love to see you at our walk. 
Very good. And that is the uh, don't sugarcoat it. Yeah. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So I have to tell on us here at Total Media. So I was laughing because I walk in and, and here's the diabetes educator here. And out on the table where they put all the cookies and stuff is a giant bowl of rolls right now. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, <Yeah>. oops, <laughs> that's probably not the Maybe best. Maybe not the best choice. <laughs> Plus, you have some other diabetics here in your midst. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should have some nice fruit in a That's bowl right. instead. Lots of fruit. <laughs> <laughs> so are there certain, um, like, veggies and fruits and stuff? I, I know sh- uh, fruits are high in sugar, a lot of them, but is that's not necessarily probably as bad as, like, eating a candy bar. That's right. Or is it different? I don't well, know. People think if they're eating fruit, they're eating a healthy thing. But if they're diabetics, a whole banana, is it has a lot of carbs. And carbs is what really gets diabetics into trouble. Yeah. So a half a banana would probably be a better choice for a diabetic. And then uh, I think it's 17 grapes at one time instead of 50. You have to really watch the sugar <laughs> Not content. Not the whole bag of grapes. Mm, yeah, you really have to watch the sugar content in everything. And um, breads, pastas, rice, things like that. Potatoes have lots of carbs. So carbs are not the diabetic's friend. Don't go on the white diet. No, the white diet <laughs> is not If it's white, good. don't eat it. <laughs> That's right. Right. So you're better off eating, starting out with veg- vegetables and, you know, eat a smaller amount of the stuff you want, the macaroni and cheese, things like that. Just eat a smaller amount. It's easy to do. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's so much stuff that you can do now with food, with different spices and Mm -hmm. herbs and things like that to make it um, really, really good. And the main thing is, instead of having the bowl of pasta with a little bit of broccoli on top, have the bowl of broccoli with a little bit of pasta on the side. You still get the, you know, you're still eating it. It's just not as bad. Just a few choices to make you healthier. That's exactly right, and and that's what we all need to do. All right, so you, this has totally changed the subject, but she and I were talking about this off the air, and I had totally forgotten that this even existed. You said that you worked at um, Oak Hill Hospital I, I worked back at in Oak the Hill, day. Oak Hill Hospital back in the day. Loved working there. That was, um, I have, I still have great friends that I met Back in the early 90s when I worked at Oak Hill Hospital. Friends that are dear to me. So I still feel like some of those are family. And yeah, long, long time ago. But yeah, I worked at Oak Hill Hospital that is no longer there. I had completely forgotten that there was an Oak Hill Hospital. And of course, Dylan, you know, was not around back then. But I think that was when I was in high school. So yeah, uh I'm trying to remember, but you said it was just, it was a really fun place to work. It was. We were like family working there, really. It was a small community (laughs) hospital, and yeah, we were all like family working there together. And it was, where was it exactly in Oak Hill? It's it's not there anymore. I mean, I know the hospital's not there. It was on 279, right off of 93 in Oak Hill. Okay, is 279 where you go to the Lake Lake Jackson? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, on the left, just... A block away. Really? Yeah. And it's been torn down, I assume. It has been, yeah. Aw. It's a parking lot. Oh, (laughs) no. (laughs) But the thing is, um, I think, uh, did Oak Hill Hospital at one point kind of turn over into a Holzer facility? And then we built a new one, obviously, here in Jackson. And all moved to the the state-of-the-art place. But you were saying kind of likening um, working at Holzer to the family uh, atmosphere of working at Oak Hill Hospital. That's right. Yes. Holzer is just like a big family. And I'm really proud to work there. And I love that my family gets there whenever they're sick. I am so fortunate that we have a hospital in this area that is in this capacity. And everybody takes the best care of the patients there at Holzer. And I'm really proud of all my coworkers there. You know, I think it's, you know, Holzer guests are are some of my favorite to have because everybody that works there is so passionate about what they do and and they love that family atmosphere. That's right. And our motto is friendly visits every patient every time. And it really is like that every day there. It's all our patients are treated like they're our family. Yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely. And, And that's what makes small communities so special. That's right. 
But the cool thing about Holzer is you have like big city amenities, but in a smaller that's town right. setting. Yes. So, yes. and I think that's so cool for, for everybody to know if you go to like the Pattonsville road location or whatever, you have diagnostic testing right there. You're not having to drive all over the place to get x-rays or, that's you know, right. all of that stuff. And when you're sick, you don't feel like driving two hours away. Nobody so it, feels like so that. So we're very fortunate to have Holzer right here in our backyard in all these different communities. It's very close. And when you're sick, you can just, you know, drive right there. Yeah. And, you know, I can remember um, back during like COVID times and things like that, or when, you know, you hear of a bad flu um, cycle or whatever. And, you know, people in the big city are waiting weeks to be able to get into the doctor or whatever. And I'm like, well, we're so fortunate to have yeah. a place down here where we have, you know, the urgent care, we have, mm -hmm. you know, the family doctors, we have pediatricians, pediatricians in the urgent care in the evenings. Like, I mean, you're taken care of and it, you don't have to wait a million hours That's to get right. in there is awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. So we are very, very fortunate to have Holzer here. Um, all right. So Oak Hill Hospital, a little blast from the past. So what all was done at Oak Hill Hospital? Everything. Like, I mean, like surgeries and everything. Surgeries. It was like um, real hospital. Real hospital. Sur <laughs> surgeries. We did surgeries. There was an ER where, you know, if somebody had um, overdosed or a child had got into some medicine they shouldn't, they could go right to the ER, which would be, you know, if they lived in Oak Hill, two minutes away. Yeah. So, yeah, it was pretty good to have that right there in little old Oak Hill back then. And we did it all. That yes. is wild. Yeah. So what did you take care of back then? Just I was in ICU. Oh, okay. So I, I will tell a story about diabetics. Um, I was in ICU, and I had a lady come in at like 5 o'clock in the morning, her blood sugar was 28 and she was on insulin and is she that high? I don't that's know. very, very low. Oh, very low. Yeah. What's it supposed to be? Your blood sugar should be at least 60. Okay. So your brain can't function if there's no glucose in your body. Okay. You're, you have brain damage if you don't have glucose oh, in your body. Great. So this lady came in and her blood sugar was 28. She lived with her family. She had taken insulin at bedtime, but then she didn't take a bedtime snack. Her insulin peaked early in the morning and then she never recovered. So I like to make sure all my diabetics take a bedtime snack if they take insulin in the evening because insulin peaks at different times. There's all these different kinds. So it can peak in an hour or two hours or three hours. So diabetics that take insulin have to take a bedtime snack to carry them through the night. So that lady died three days later and I'll never oh, forget no. her and how sad it was that all she needed to do was take a bedtime snack to keep her going through the night. And if she had had an educator just like you, yeah. maybe that would not have happened. Yeah. And that was like in 1990 and it stayed in my mind all these years that all she needed was a bedtime snack. Wow. Yeah. That is sad. It is sad. But I'm sure you have a lot of good stories as well. That's right. But you also learn from that, and and um, telling that story will probably help somebody else along the I way. I hope so, yeah. Yeah, very good. So what would you say if um, if somebody's out there thinking, you know, I just feel a little bit off, um, where where should they turn, what should they call, who should they, what should they do? Well, if they have a regular doctor, they should seek out the regular doctor. But, of course, if they're feeling bad, they should go to the ER or in urgent care to make sure that sure. You know, there's nothing that needs to be done immediately. So yeah, they need to get a hold of their doctor for sure. Yeah. And that's for, you know, any capacity, whether it doesn't have to be diabetes, but, you know, I think a lot of times during the COVID times, people got to where they felt, um, they didn't want to waste a doctor visit on themselves for somebody that was, you know, really, really sick or whatever. Right. But I think any doctor or nurse would tell you if you're feeling off, you don't feel right, you yeah. should probably go. That's true. Yes. Trust sure. your gut. That's true. Very true. Yes. Well, is there anything else that you would like to tell us? Did I tell, did I talk about our employee program? I, I just want everybody to know about our Holzer employee program, where if you're an employee and you have our insurance, you get everything free. The diabetic supplies are free. The medicines are free. All you have to do is go to a class and um, 
if you're an employee, you get all that for free. So I think that's a great thing that Holzer does for its employees. Uh, that is amazing. And how does one get signed up for that? They, If you're an employee, you just have to have our insurance and uh, talk to our pharmacist, Noah Searles, or come to me. I can get you fixed up. And yeah, they go to the class, the okay. one three-day class, and then they're enrolled. And it really helps out a lot. Well, and I think, you know, it seems to me like the class would be good for anybody to take that's affected by um, diabetes, whether it be, you know, a relative or yourself or a friend or whatever, just to know kind of the ins and outs and what they should be eating and and all of that. That's right. That's right. It's a big service. And I don't think there's any other place near here that has this class. So I'm really proud of the class. You should be. And thank you for being part of it. Thank you. And she's being part of the solution. And that's, that's a good thing. But yeah, I know. um, And I mentioned this first off this morning is, you know, and people that I've known that have become diabetics and, and whatever it's, (laughs) you said there's the diabetic depression and I can see why, because it is, um, you get thrown a lot of information and a lot of times it's, um, well, it's overwhelming, but then trying to regulate that's right. Um, yourself. And that's like a big part of it. I know with the doc, you know, with your doctor and you have to go back and forth and yeah. And it's like a pathway. You have to stay on the path. And if you get off every now and then, you just have to get back on the path and try to do what you can yeah. for your health to stay on the the right pathway. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I know what I was going to ask you about. You mentioned um, when you were in the class, when the pharmacist was talking, they were talking about, you know, some new diabetes drugs and all of that. Right, and right. Um, you said that there was like one... A nasal spray. And for, what does that, what would that do? If you have a low blood sugar, okay, you, you spray it in your nose okay. and it brings your blood sugar up. Because a lot, that's the thing too. You can either have really high blood sugar, you can have really low. So when your blood sugar is too low and you can't really, you don't feel like getting some to eat or you don't have anything to eat, you can, it's good for two years, I believe, a spray. You spray it in your nose and it'll bring your blood sugar up. Okay. And it's really good to have. What are signs? Because I know I've, I've, you know, witnessed people are like, oh, I need to eat an orange or drink some orange juice or something like that. It's you get shaky, right? You get shaky and nervous. They diabetics can feel it when their blood sugars go. And I've had them say some say their blood sugars make them shaky. If it's at eighty, probably not so much, but under 60. Yeah. It'll make you shaky. And we tell diabetics to drink a half a cup of milk and eat a couple crackers instead of back years ago, we would say drink a glass of orange juice with sugar in it. Yeah. Well, that would take their blood sugars up and then drop it again. Right. Like we need something not so sweet, just more carbs, a half a cup of milk, a few crackers will bring it up and it'll bring it up quick enough that you don't have to take the orange juice with sugar. Okay. And that will help it maintain for a while instead of that spike where you feel good for a second and then it goes back down again. Right. Now, can high blood sugar make you feel the same way? Yeah. So how do you know which is which? Well, that's why I always tell diabetics if they feel funny, you, some of the same symptoms are for high and low. Okay. So being lethargic and being thirsty is high, but then at the same time, being lethargic is a low blood sugar Okay. So they really need to check their finger sticks to see if they don't feel right, if it's high or low, because some of the signs are pretty close and you can't really tell. It's best just to check your blood sugar. Yeah. And if you're diagnosed with diabetes, you should be having all this monitor stuff anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's a thing. And you need to make track and, and make sure you've got enough supplies to check your blood sugar with your monitor. And even if you get a continuous glucose monitor, sometimes those things um, have problems. So you should always have a backup finger stick sure. glucometer. So so I was listening again to Matt when, when he was driving in and um, he was talking about um, being prescribed a monitor and then 
saying, well, but you can just buy one over the counter probably because right. some of the prescription monitors are very, very expensive if your insurance won't cover it. Right. But you However, can, you can go Amazon to, it or whatever yeah, too, I'm you sure. Can, you can get a monitor with all the supplies, which would be a lancet, which sticks your finger. And, and alcohol, <laughs> you can get everything for $25 if you don't have okay. a prescription. Okay. If you just want to check your blood sugar. Yeah. You gotcha. can just go buy a kit. You don't have to have a prescription anymore. Okay. Very, very good. And um, uh, so I wanted to ask you about that. But other medications. So there's all of these medications on TV right now that oh, you're hearing o- about. Ozempic and Ozempic Monjaro. And- all of these things and the celebrities are using them for weight loss and yeah. the, this and that. And you're hearing all of this stuff. Well, is Ozempic, you know, does it work for diabetes or is it just weight loss or what, you know, is this all, is that I, just a side effect of it or? I've had several patients on Ozempic and yeah, they lose weight and their blood sugars have, their A1Cs uh, have been incredibly better. Really? So it's really helping people. And it's, um, it does have side effects. So you just need to talk to your doctor about, you know, if you're going to go on those special medicines like Ozempic and Monjero and talk with your doctor about the side effects. Cause some of them can make you nauseated and have vomiting, um, bowel problems, just different side effects. And people with thyroid problems probably shouldn't take those, but oh, your, your okay. physician will talk to you about that if you ever need those new meds, but yeah, they're really working wonders. Are those like medicines? And I know you're not a pharmacist, but right. are those medicines like more last resort medicines or are no. they more first resort medicines? Yeah. A lot of physicians are ordered in those right off, right so, off the rip. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, they're helping a lot of people. So as time goes on and I've talked about how we didn't even have glucometers years ago, these medicines <laughs> I can't are, believe you had test yeah. strips with yeah. like plastic blood on it. Test strips. Yeah, we did that. <laughs> with no gloves, by the way, because no gloves. gloves were expensive, That's right? right. Back that was in the a day. story she told too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've been a nurse a long time. So it's exciting for me to see all the new things that are happening for diabetes. It's incredible, really. Yeah. And, and these new medicines are they've helped a lot of people. Okay. And I just wanted to get like kind of your take on that. But again, these are all things that you should talk with your own personal doctor about because they know your history. They know other medications you're That's on right. that could interact or, yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Too. You need to talk to your physician about those things. Yeah. And if you don't have a family doctor, there are many, many at Holzer that are uh, accepting new patients. Right. Um, you know, we went through a rash here in Jackson um, several years back where a lot of the, I don't know how to say this, older time, you know, long, t- long time family doctors retired. Right. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, what do I do? Right. And I, you know, want to thank Holzer for stepping up and filling that void in some of the, you know, and recruiting some family doctors to come into our area. That's right. And we have doctors here at Holzer that are planted here. They're not going to leave. They're really going to be here for, you know, lifelong members of our community or doctors here. So it's good to have somebody that you can count on that's going to be here for a long, long time. And I think that is very important because you don't, you know, your family doctor, especially, Mm -hmm. you you know, you need to trust each other Yeah, and they need to know you and, um, and, and your history and all Mm -hmm. that. So that is a good thing. Yeah. So lots and lots of opportunity here to establish with a family doctor. Um, so if somebody is, has any questions, would, mm-hmm. would you accept a phone call from, sure. from people or yeah. how would they get a hold of you? You just call um, one 855 or in Galpolis, you can call 740-446-5000 and ask for the diabetic educator and they'll get you right to me. Yeah. And, and of course, Lisa Mulholland is, is yeah. the name there and 855-4-Holzer. That's not hard to remember. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, um, no, I know that's, that's your, what you do and you're passionate about it. And I'm sure you would be very, very happy to speak with people if that's they had right. any questions or want to know about the classes or yeah, anything, anything like that. Yeah. I'm always anxious to talk to people about diabetes. Yeah. Well, because it has to be so scary. Mm-hmm. 
you know, if you get that diagnosis or, or somebody that you love does and you don't know anything about it, it's right, so right. much. Yeah. And, you know, there's diabetes, there's prediabetes. So prediabetes, you know, there's so many things you can do to prevent it from coming on. So, you know, I like to talk to people about prediabetes, too. They can take action and maybe, yeah. maybe it won't happen for a while. Yeah, absolutely. And this is why also we just talked about family doctors. This is why it's very important at the least for you to go once a year, get your blood work done. That's right. Because they can catch this. Yes, they can. Early. Yeah. People that don't even know they're diabetic and go to their doctor and find out, oh, it's been going on for a while. Yep. And that's why you need to do that. And, and you can't um, fake your way through the A1C test, right? That's right. There, there's no faking through that. No. So they're going to know. And, and, you know, you can't ignore problems like this either. It's not that's going right. to go away. That's right. And it damages so many things in your body if you let your blood sugars go. Yeah. So, so listen to Lisa. Yeah. That should be a podcast. It should be. Listen to Lisa. Yeah. That's a great one. Diabetes education. Yeah. Dylan, get that going. The Listen to Lisa podcast. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, is there anything else that you would like to tell our viewers while you're here? We have a few minutes. I I don't think there is, but um, I think I was telling you that uh, our classes are three days. So the first day of class, I speak. The second day is the dietitian, and she goes over at length some um, diabetic diets and ways to trick yourself into being full, really. Oh, that's good. And then on the third day is the pharmacist, and he's got all the newest ideas on medicine. So there's a lot to learn at these classes. Absolutely. And again, it's all free. And Mm -hmm. um, again, if you're a Holzer uh, staff member and you have diabetes and you take one of those classes, your your, um, medicine and stuff's for free. So that's great. That's right. Holzer is a great place to work and has all these fantastic things that nobody else around has. Yeah, absolutely. So what would be your favorite thing about working there? My favorite thing, you know, I worked there several years ago in home health and I came back a few years ago. And my favorite thing is seeing um, different people in their capacity of work where they are really trying to do what's best for the the patients yeah. and the employees. So I guess watching that go on. Yeah. And seeing how great Holzer is now and how they really try to help people. You know, you were saying that um, it's just such a better place to work now than it even was, you know, several years ago. It is. It's really, it's really improved. It's not even the same place. And I'm just really happy to go there every day. Very good. You know, and that's, that's wonderful to hear somebody say that they, they love to go to work every day and and help people and all that. Because that's kind of the point. Right. Right. Life's too short to be miserable, right? (laughs) That's right. That's right. And there's so many opportunities I get every day to help people. And that's what I like to do. Yeah. Well, Mm -hmm. it sounds like it. It sounds like you do a great job. Thank you. So thank you for doing what you do. All right. (laughs) Well, we know you're busy. We'll let you get out of here. And um, should we make, we should make little Marla come over. Yeah. I think so. Come on over little Marla. So, Marla, you 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 can switch out if you want. Do you want oh, to sit yeah. down? You can, you can sit, sit yeah. down, little Marla. I'm just kind of right over here. Thank spotty. you, Miss Lisa. Um, okay, so um, so we all know our sweet Marla and our sweet Carrie that have been here for many many years, um, and so there is a new Marla. And so I call him Little Marla, but let's tell everybody uh, who you are. Uh, hello, I'm Mason Deshawn. I am now the marketing and advertising coordinator for Holzer <laughs> Health System, which was Marla's old role. A.K.A. Little Marla. Little Marla, yeah. <laughs> Very good. So you will be um, be hanging out with us some and, and yeah. bringing in some doctors and, and uh, nurses and things like that, just like Marla. Yes, ma'am. But when, are, when do, do we not get to see her anymore? No, I'm sure she would love to see you guys. We can bring her on up as well. We'll okay. both come on with you. Oh, yeah, you could both come on. No, she's uh, moved, kind of just moved jobs, right? She's still she's, in our department, yes. She's still with digital Holzer. advertising, yep. Hmm. Yeah, okay. So, but he's f- here for for now and forever, little Marla. That's right. <laughs> okay, and you're okay with that? Yep. He's not good. He hasn't cussed me out yet, so... Very good. So if you see this handsome young fella out on the street, say thank you for, for uh, bringing our Holzer guests on. 
Yeah. All right. Very good. Well, we'll let you guys get out of here. Okay. We have some weather to do. And, um, well, I'll probably pick Dylan's brain for a minute. So thank you for stopping by. Okay. Thank All you. right. Okay, Dylan, throw that weather forecast up. And I don't mind giving it because it's actually really, really good the next few days. Um, for today, it is bye-bye. Thank you. Uh, today it is Tuesday, and look at that. We've got some sunshine in the forecast and highs today of 76 degrees. I have not put out the flip-flops yet. I have, I am have still wearing them. I, I'm kicking and screaming. We'll put away my flip-flops. And besides that, that's how Dylan knows if I'm here or not. <laughs> um, and then tomorrow on Wednesday, about the same. A little bit cooler with highs of 74. And then look at Thursday and Friday. Look at that. 78 degrees on Friday. Um, what a beautiful, beautiful day. A little bit of uh, rain in the forecast, but that's okay. So, uh-oh, Dylan's running away. <laughs> forgot to click something oh okay <laughs> no so no dylan always says i know when you're here because i can hear your flip-flops coming down the hallway yeah in the mornings i'll just be sitting here and i just hear good morning flip 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 flip, flip. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what yeah, you're saying I is that. i would not be a good burglar <laughs> no you would not they hear you coming pretty far <laughs> especially if you started it off with good morning good morning <laughs> Give me everything you got. <laughs> flip, flip, flip. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Wasn't that, um, that was very interesting to talk about, um, you know, with our friend Lisa and, and talk about diabetes and, you know, so many people are affected by it. Do you have any family members that have diabetes? Majority of my family. Really? Yep. I think I'm the first one so far not to actually, well, no, me and some of the other grandkids. Okay. Well, then you need to take extra special care of yourself to make sure. It doesn't head your way. Yeah, that's probably very true. <laughs> <laughs> so what else is going on, Dylan? Well, okay, so my team up at the high school, the one I've been helping out lately, they have a skit that's like kind of Halloween themed. Okay. And it's the first follow-up to Endgame. And anyone who watched here a while ago, we did play this like very long 20, well, I guess it's long, but not really. It was 20 minutes, but for us, only a two-minute skit series, it was pretty long. Yeah. And I directed all of that. And I, I directed most of them. But this one, like I hands on directed, like I was there every day telling people what to do. And okay. for some reason, everyone got sick all at once. So all of our cast was like two guys one day, a different two guys the next day, like the first guy with a different guy. Like it was just it was a mess to film that. And this team, thankfully, all of their people were there. That's good. And they filmed their first follow up. And I was going to play that on here today. Okay. And can you kind of give us like a little synopsis of what we're going to see? Yeah. So this is Salesman Jim. So you might remember him. I remember sales, Salesman Jim. Salesman Jim. Yeah. He always says that. Um, so he's basically just come back for the new school year. And Corbin's gone. You know, he dusted away with all the other seniors. Yes. So to any new viewers, that might sound kind of strange. But it was a parody of Marvel's Endgame. And yeah, everybody, they just they just turned to they dust just... in the end. <laughs> Except salesman Jim. So he's still around and he's trying to film a new skit series without Corbin. And he uh yeah, he just tries to figure it out on his own. He ends okay. up getting himself into some trouble though. Okay. All right. And how long is this? About a minute. Okay. So not too long. All right, let's do it. Gotta figure out these little wireless keyboard things. <laughs> <laughs> skits oh i think corbin talked to me about that last year hmm. oh yeah and salesman jim never open the forbidden skits file
Yeah, I'll click on it. What is it doing? Stay. Just here for the snacks. You should not have touched the file. How did they find me? Why are they here? I've got to stop them. But how? So yeah, it was it was pretty short, but it kind of gets the idea across, you know, like there's just some, he touched something he wasn't supposed to touch, and now there's some bad guys around. Uh-huh. <laughs> and there will be more chicanery to follow. Yeah, they told me a little bit of the plot, and them guys are just going to kind of run around and mess things up for Jim, and then he's got to stop them. Gotcha. Will there be a banana? I think so. I, I feel like there'll probably be a if banana There's not a banana, it's going to suck. Yeah, it's kind of our signature thing now. Yeah. Um, I didn't really mention this on the show yet, but I'm doing a film festival up at the high school. Oh, you are? to the Cardinal Village Film Festival. Yeah. And I wrote up the rules for it last night. And um, <laughs> for the props, I'm planning on including, you have to include a banana. <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> so everyone that enters this festival will have to have a banana. In their video. Mm-hmm. Do you know any? <laughs> do you know any of the other rules, or you don't want to say yet? Not yet. I probably okay. shouldn't even said that part, but I just think it's funny. <laughs> I would expect nothing less than you to to require a banana to yeah, be in the video. Yeah, that's pretty much my theme. <laughs> so if you if you don't know these these film festivals that people can enter, you know, a lot of times you get like rules, and then you have a very short period of time to come up with videos. So yeah. it could be like. Uh, there has to be a truck in it and a banana and a country song or something <laughs> like it's just like weird and you have to put all that together and come up with a plot and, and all of that and do it fairly quickly like within a week or whatever and then enter yeah we're gonna have five days and we're thinking of plots like that but i'm trying to mimic the cardinal village film festival because they're going to be involved and be our judges for this okay and i just kind of want it to be a similar experience because like that those skits we do they wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for the cardinal village film festival right so i want to give people a chance to kind of experience that too so i'm basically copying and pasting their format (laughs) very cool and will this be something for just students or is it for the whole uh world to enter for now, it's going to be just students from Jackson High School and Middle School. Okay. But hopefully moving forward, once we get like once we can see if it was successful or not or what we want to do next, we'll probably open it up. Do you think that there's enough you know, kids up there with interest in that type of, of thing um, to, to make videos? I'm not really sure. I would say there's a good bit of people that might have some interest because we weren't the only high school team to enter the Cardinal Village Film Festival right. when we did it. So I imagine there's going to be some students, but I just don't know if it'll be enough for a true competition. And that's what this one's here to experiment with and see. Well, I think, you know, it's just so interesting. Like when I was in school, we didn't have, we had like video cameras with like VHS tapes in them and you had to, (laughs) nobody had editing equipment. You didn't have anything digital. Like it was all, it was just impossible to do anything cool like that. That's something that you mentioned that it kind of makes me laugh because I was going through this office the other day, the Main Street TV studio, and a lot of our cable channel 15 equipment's in here. <laughs> and I opened a drawer and I just saw this big bulky camera with a VHS thing in it. And I was like, oh, wow, <laughs> I ain't using that. <laughs> 
We can use it for a prop for something. (laughs) That's what you should, you should have make people um, use an old school, have, that should be one of the requirements. They have to have an old school video camera. I'm not sure we could play it for competition. (laughs) I don't think we have VHS They don't have to use it. It just has to be in there. Oh yeah. I guess we could do that. They have to go find one somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. Good luck with that. All right. Well, no, that that's really fun. It's so good that the kids are are uh, continuing on your legacy and that you're helping them out. So that's a good thing too. Yep, it's always fun. Yep. All right. Well, thank you, thank you to our good friend Lisa from Holzer for coming in. Hope that you learned a little bit about diabetes today and also how she can help you uh, with the classes. They are doing that special, of course, walk in November, the Diabetes Awareness Walk. So you can call one eight. Five five four Holzer and ask more information about that. So, all right, we'll be back here tomorrow. Do you know what we're doing tomorrow? I have no idea. Okay, we'll be back here tomorrow. <laughs> so we'll see you then. Thanks for watching. <laughs>